Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. Welcome to another fantastic interview. I have a wonderful guest today, Brittany May. She is a mom of soon to be three. (laughs) She's a military spouse. Her and her husband are currently in Germany. She's from Kansas originally. Probably a little bit of culture shock there. We'll find out about that. She runs two businesses while serving on the executive board of a third, all with already two kids. So we're going to find out about that. And um, after running her first seven-figure business the wrong way, but still got to seven figures, and it really kind of took over her life, she's now passionate about teaching other entrepreneurs how to work smarter and build scalable business. And I'm going to add this and still have a life. Brittany is a digital strategist focused on teaching entrepreneurs how to create sustainable automated systems that allow businesses to scale and have a larger impact on the world, all without sacrificing your quality family time, which is awesome, especially considering the lifestyle that I am blessed to leave. Brittany, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And um, so it's as you and I are talking, it's about 9 a.m. here in uh, Chesapeake City, Maryland. And and I think you said it's like about three o'clock in, in Germany. Is that right? 3 p.m.? Yes, it is. <laughs> How long have you been in Germany? When did you get um, your husband? Is he in the army or? Yeah, he's in the army and we have been here almost two years, which is really crazy for me to say. Like, it seems like it's gone really fast. And, and you told me before uh, we went live that you're from Kansas originally. I am. I am a Kansas girl, so <laughs> a long way from home. <laughs> so did, did you actually say, hey, we're not in Kansas anymore? Yeah. You know? I feel like I get told that probably about once a week. <laughs> I know. It's just one of those movie lines that never dies. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background. I think you mentioned um, your dad was an entrepreneur, so you kind of you kind of had that pedigree going, or, or at least you had that inspiration inspiration, right? For sure. Yeah, my dad, I grew up, I mean, going, being taken into the office and just seeing him do his magic. Um, And he was so amazing. But that's totally like, I never really pictured or even thought that there was a different way. It was just, well, you grow up and then you make your own business, right? Like, So you you never actually even thought of going to college or did you go to college? I did. I did. I went to college, but then as soon as I was, as soon as I was done, I founded my first company. Um, So it really wasn't like, oh, now you apply for a job. It was like, no, now you start a business. <laughs> and that's that, what it is. You, oh my gosh, Brittany, do you know how unique that is? It's <laughs> one of my little pet peeves is that the schools today don't teach that there's a, there is another path besides putting a resume together and, and getting a job. I mean, possibly take your skill or talent and start a business. Yeah. I, I mean, I really didn't even 
realize that because um, I think, you know, when you grow up your family, you think your family's normal. <laughs> like, oh, everybody's <laughs> family looks like this. Right. So it wasn't until later that I was like, oh, yeah, this is unusual. So, yeah, I mean, I could go on a whole tangent about schools and things, but I think, yeah, there's definitely a different way. <laughs> so you grew. So what? So your first business was became a seven figure business. Congratulations. That's pretty awesome. But it kind of consumed your life. I think you were saying, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So love my dad. Amazing. But he definitely was from kind of that old work mentality that with you working harder meant working longer hours. Um, right. And so I totally had that ingrained in my head and that's exactly what I did. Um, and so, I mean, obviously it was successful, <laughs> but while all my friends were out partying and having fun, I literally had no life whatsoever. So it looked really wonderful on paper, but it wasn't at all what I thought it would feel like, you know, and I very much hit burnout and it was like living out of a suitcase and just back then it was, um, I don't know if you remember the blackberries and it was like, yes. <laughs> it was like glued to my hand. And I was always like, answering customer emails or employee emails. And it was just always reaction mode and putting out those fires. Were you um, traveling a lot for, were you speaking or seeing clients or what was I that about? Six stores and they were all in different states, which was so stupid, by the way. Um, <laughs> but a lot, a lot of traveling. So setting up stores, doing trainings um, for employees, and then in the retail industry, we've got both on the East and the West Coast were big buying conventions and those happened twice a year. So literally it was just always on the go. And then we had a manufacturer out in Chicago at one point. So it was just, and back then people weren't like, Zoom, let's hop on a Zoom meeting. It was like, you had to fly and go be in person. My goodness, you do not look old enough to have this much background, <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, so what, what, what were the stores? What did you sell? It was children's clothes. So oh, wow. I went to school for fashion design and marketing and then, um, you know, started designing my own, started in women's wear and then wound up in the children's clothes. So, yeah, it was it was definitely an experience. <laughs> so did what happened to that business? How, when did you transition to um, something else? Yeah, so I still actually own it today, but there's no more physical stores. Everything is solely online. And the majority of our business, we sell um, our rights of our designs to other designers. So most of it is, it's like online, but kind of behind the scenes, I guess you could say. Um, and so, yeah, it's completely different structure. And it really was me becoming a mom um, that sparked that because I was like, you know, this is at that point, it was like, okay, this is all I've done. <laughs> so yeah. what do I do now? Like, do I start from scratch or can I take what's here and reconfigure it to make it actually work for me? So that's what I ended up doing. Did you have some sort of downtime or epiphany, which says, you know, I've just been through a lot um, and I can see that there's a different way and, you know, it, there's a lot of, well, we don't have to name names, but we know who all the people are said, yeah, you got to be working 90 hours and hustle, hustle, hustle and all this and that. But um, maybe there's a way to have a, a, a good life as a business owner and, and not have it be your entire life. Yeah, I think, um, honestly, it was kind of a gradual process. So like even before kids, I, um, you know, started doing 
our online website when we still had the physical stores. And I want to say, don't quote me, but it was like a month in and it accounted for like 50% of our revenue. And I'm like, what? So, and when you're used to the overhead of physical stores, it was like, okay, this is stupid not to do this. Right. So, you know, that was kind of the first, like, oh, you know, the twing. Um, And then it was just slowly gradual from there. And then just going into the designing and the marketing and how can we make streamline this and you know then i became a military spouse so it was like now i can't be moving around with these truckloads of inventory you know so what do we do now like what could work better that was always the question that i kept asking myself and refining and refining over literally years (laughs) so you still so from germany you're still operating that business from a design standpoint but um when did you so would this be your second business that you're you know that you're helping entrepreneurs find that better way do you consider yourself a coach or what do you consider yourself (laughs) yeah i guess i don't know if i really like that word but yeah i call myself a digital strategist because that's kind of really my zone of genius is those figuring out better systems better automations and sales funnels and kind of just figuring out how you can navigate the online space um for your business in different ways because i don't really believe you know in the cookie cutter business everyone's works differently and everyone's business operates differently. And I think, I think that's a good thing. (laughs) You know, a lot of entrepreneurs that I talked to, probably myself included, if I look back, they're kind of anti, well, systems, oh, you got to do it this way. I mean, part of being an entrepreneur is, is, you know, charting your own course, you know what I mean? Or plotting your own, your own course. And, um, but then you, you look back and when you, when you see other successful people say, well, this person did it this way and it worked really well. <laughs> maybe instead of charting my own course and creating a whole new way, maybe I should just do do it this way. Is is that part of what you're doing now is saying, look at why are you beating your head against the wall? Here's a very, very good way to do this. Yeah, definitely. I think there's certainly, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are taking on what I call busy work and it's things that are just eating up their time, but they're not actually helping move the needle forward. Um, So I like to go in and basically cut all of that out. Um, But then there's certain, there's systems and things that work great and yes, just make everything easier, which I'm all about. But then there's ways that you can tweak it and kind of change it for your personality or your business. So it's not like super set in stone, but there's definitely, yeah, like, there's smarter ways to do things. <laughs> um, who is Manuel Millie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so in all my trainings and with my um, members, I like to talk about, I have Manuel Millie or Mark um, and automatic Annie's or automatic Andrews. So poor Manuel Millie is always the one that you do not want to be <laughs> in your business. And she's the one that is stuck doing absolutely everything from scratch and poor Millie, she's burnt out, she's overwhelmed, and she just does not have enough hours in her day. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. You know, when um, <clears throat> I was before uh, COVID, I was, I, I've done a, a three-day live event called Dream Business Academy, and, and I was teaching people about um, how to talk about themselves, you know, how to represent yourself well, which a lot of people struggle with. They can always sort of help other people, but not themselves. And um, I said, if you have an interest, if you if you have somebody that's interested in working with you, you do not want to come across as weak-kneed Willie. You want to be steel-spine <laughs> Sam, right? Oh, my um, God. 
stand up and say who you are. This is what I good. This is my zone of genius. It's a word I heard you use. And I learned that from my good friend, Melanie Benson. And, and um, you know, it really is. Well, I'm not a genius. Yeah, but there's an area I think we're all there's there is an area that we're all blessed with where we do excel. And I think to the degree that you can stand up and create a brand and, and make yourself known for that. You know, I mean, there, I think we're all trained to be humble, but by the same token, we all have gifts. Right. And so anyway, I, I like that. I like when you can have a uh, manual Millie or manual Mark. And what was the other one automated? What was the flip side of that? Automatic Annie or Andrew. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, well, that's good. Um, so what do you like? Like, who do you work with? Um, entrepreneurs or do you work with retail stores because of your background? Like who's a good client for you? Yeah, so a little bit of both, small businesses and entrepreneurs alike. It's really the one thing they have in common is that they feel like, you know, whatever it was that got them in business in first place, they no longer have time for it. And they have just been caught up doing all the busy work, all the technical stuff, you know, the stuff that makes them want to pull their hair out. <laughs> yeah. And they are just constantly overwhelmed and out of time. Those are my people. Um, and I love, I don't love that they're feeling that way, but I love that I can help them. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so how long have you been doing this? I'm, I I got to put the time frame together from our previous 15 minutes of conversation. So when did you start doing this and, and putting this whole program together? Yeah, it's been over three years now. Um, wow. And it started just kind of with my boutique owner friends reaching out and being like, okay, how did you do what you did? <laughs> like, yeah. I want to do that too. I'm tired. <laughs> and then it just kind of spiraled from there until I put together my signature program because Likewise, you know, I didn't have enough time doing the one-on-one -on -one stuff at a certain point and so created my own program so I could help more. That's awesome. Um, and how are you finding time to do that uh, with two kids and another one on the way? Yeah, um, it's, it's systems and automations and delegating. I've got an amazing team. I do not do it alone. Um, and even delegating at home, you know, anywhere in your life, <laughs> you've got to get some help. You can't do it all on your own. And that has definitely been the key, but everything I do, um, I'm super, super intentional about, and I give myself permission to cut out the crap that you don't need to do, you know, like you don't need to go live every day. You don't need to be posting on social every 10 minutes, you know, like I don't have <laughs> the patience, frankly, or the time for that, you know, so you just really focusing on the stuff that actually matters. Yeah. I tell my own clients, you know, it's like, I'm very big, like in Facebook, LinkedIn. I, I wasn't Twitter, although that just that becomes a cesspool, it seems like, but um, the, the day that I could actually, you know, not be on social media is going to be a great day. <laughs> you know, it's like a necessary part, right? It's a good way to connect and have people follow you and learn more about you. So it's a necessary, it's one of the cogs in the, in the marketing wheel for sure. But man, what a great day. That'll, what a great day that'll be when I can turn that off, you know? <laughs> Let's automate it, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so, so Brittany, talk up a little bit about um, when you get a client, um, what are some of the first steps to help them uh, kind of get their life back, so to speak? Yeah, I think honestly, the first step is really just helping them become what I call unapologetically 
profit focus. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're running businesses, right? We don't want to be running expensive hobbies. Um, and so it's kind of just stripping it down, getting back to the basics and being like, okay, let's hone in on what's working and turn that up and cut out the rest. And then that's when you can kind of go in and create those smarter systems and those automations to help that grow and to help to be able to delegate across teams or VAs or whatever that looks like for them. Wow. Um, so are people that work with you, are they largely in the online world or, or they're still, I think brick and mortar has got to be hurting these days. They are, they are. It's terrible. Um, yeah, I have a good mix of both, but I think post COVID, it's definitely been a huge surge in the online world um, for sure. But given my background, I still do attract, you know, the brick and mortar business owners because I feel like. Um, sometimes they kind of speak a little bit different languages, <laughs> yeah. I have found, but there's definitely a happy medium that you can learn from both sides. Mm. Uh, I'm just curious. So, so a little question on the personal side, do you, do you live on a base or do you live like in Germany? What's it like? Because you and I are doing this. It's June, 2021. What's it like right now as far as the pandemic? Yeah, we live off post and this teeny tiny little town it is so cute it looks like a little fairy tale book oh my goodness <laughs> i love it but we have been in and out of the lockdown um i think three maybe four times i'm kind of losing out to be honest yeah um, but things are slowly starting to open back up but it's with you know all the regulations and stuff my oldest she goes to a german it's a german kindy which is like kindergarten essentially um yeah and it's just, we walk there, it's like 10 minutes and yeah. So things are starting to get better, but it's been an experience to say the mm. least. It's been mm. a little crazy. Do you know how long you're going to be over there? We've got about another year left and then, okay. yeah, I think we'll be headed back to Washington, DC. Wonderful. Um, okay. I'm just curious about that, but um, so let's get back to um, un unapologetic, unapologetically profit focus. What are, I mean, it's so right. <laughs> it's so straightforward. Yet I think some people shy away from um, running their business that way. And I don't know why that is. I mean, maybe it's, you know, they get beat down by the media or just, oh, profit. It's a horrible thing. Well, it's really not. It's really the only reason to start a business in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like entrepreneurs, like, like you were talking about earlier, we all have our zone of genius. And so I feel like sometimes they have this like guilt of they're like, well, this is easy for me. So they feel bad about charging for it. It's like, no, it's easy for you because you're really good at that. And that's what you should charge for because other people are not. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, I think there's also just a lot of noise out there. We were talking about it before, before we hit record, but there's just so much out there saying, you know, that you've got to hustle, you've got to do this and go on LinkedIn. Now you need to be on Twitter. Now everyone's got to make a TikTok, whatever, <laughs> you know? And so it can kind of have them chasing, you know, the shiny object syndrome and hopping from one thing to another. And so it's super important to just kind of rein it in, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed and swamped and refocus and just reprioritize on what, like what is bringing in the money? Okay. Everything else is just a nice to have, you know, but a not. Yeah. <laughs> um, on your website, simplyhappylife.com, which is a pretty cool name. One of the things is uh, ditch the hustle mentality. 
Um, you think that's probably just uh, that's just dra- driven into us, right? Just loud, 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 hustle, 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 right? Yes, yeah, it's everywhere, and I feel like especially. Um, in America, it's just our culture, like the more, more, more work more so you can buy more and then you need to buy a bigger house to hold all more crap. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, and that's just so drilled in us. And, you know, like I had growing up, it was you thought that to be successful or working harder that equaled longer. And I just don't think that that's the case. And we need to shed that belief. <laughs> wow, I love that. Um, and then another um, section on your blog, say goodbye to overwhelm. What are the what are the top one, two or three things that gets gets entrepreneurs and small business into overwhelm in the first place? I think it's probably the inability to delegate. They're sitting there trying to do everything, whether they like it, whether they're good at it or not, um, you know, and trying to be that solopreneur. Um, it's probably the busy work, you know, they're doing so many things that are eating up time, um, that aren't really beneficial to them. And then I think it's, you know, back to our manual Millie, um, (laughs) doing everything from scratch and not having automations, not having systems in place. And so everything they do, um, just takes so much energy and time. And then the next day they start from scratch and do it all over again. There's such a thing with, and I believe I read this on your website also, there's such a thing about guilt sometimes. I think you, you know, we, we start out knowing we'd like to build a business that can, in my language, provide for a dream lifestyle, build a dream business. But, and then we sometimes feel guilty when we get there. Um, very early on, so I'm, I'm 20 years, you know, a business owner now. And I remember in my third year, uh, my wife and I got kayaks. We used to live right near a lake. And um, I would go kayak at like noon, you know, or lunch break or whatever. And I'd just go paddle around. I, I, it was very good for me mentally. And very. I just got creative out there. Anyway, I remember coming off the lake and a woman was sitting at the edge of the lake with a couple of kids. She goes, oh, that looks like so much fun. I said, it is. She goes, well, do you mind if I ask what you do so that you get to paddle a kayak in the middle of the day? I said, well, I own my own business. And she goes, wow, that must be nice. Almost like it must be nice. And I said, well, it is nice. I get to choose whatever 18 hours of the day I want to work, you know? And um, so I'll I'll probably be working at 2 a.m. when everybody else is sleeping. And I didn't say it in a snotty way, but it's like, it's really true. Like you, you do want to have a business that allows you to live life on your terms. But sometimes there's almost like, I think we can have a little pang of guilt, right? When, when we, when we create success for ourselves. Yeah, I absolutely think that. I feel like I know I still deal with it. And I had a really hard time when I did finally relieve myself um, and have, you know, freedom in my schedule. And it was like, if I wasn't go and go, go, I felt unproductive and I felt like almost worthless. And it was really like, I had to have this rewiring of being like, no, it's okay to have downtime and this is what you worked for and this is a good thing, you know? So yeah, I think it's so ingrained in us to, you know, have it, our work life look a certain way. And so when it doesn't, it's like, oh, hang on. (laughs) That's right. And, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, do you have the courage to live the life that you've now have been able to create thanks to being a successful entrepreneur. You know, when um, Stephanie and I moved on this boat four years ago, um, and it, I had already been two years into 
what, what I consider my schedule. I only work three days a week. I, I coach entrepreneurs three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So Friday through Monday, we can either travel or do what we want. And I remember that, um, wow. I mean, I've worked, I, I, like many, I busted my hump. I was into hustle. I did everything. I created multiple six figure businesses. I've been coaching for nine years. At that point, I felt, wow, we've, we've really arrived, right? I mean, very, very blessed. But anyway, we were traveling on our first Monday after we kind of shoved off from the dock, so to speak. And um, I remember we dropped the anchor and we put our little dinghy on, on the back of the boat into the water and we took a little ride over to this restaurant. And I, I said, I cannot believe how guilty I feel. And she goes, what? I said, it's Monday. Most people are busting hump and we're taking our dinghy to a waterfront restaurant. <laughs> and it's like, I, but Brittany, I've worked so hard to build this life. And, but then living that life that you've worked so hard to build, I was racked with guilt, at least for a short time. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I really had to get some help to get over that. I'm over it now. I mean, I live my life. I've worked hard to, to create this lifestyle, but man, it, it really play. It really, it's like, should I be working and creating more? Should I be doing more? You know, but yet I've kind of built what I wanted to build, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I, <laughs> I totally get what you're saying and I've lived that. And it really is. I think from a small age, it's so ingrained in us. And so it does, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you think when you get it that, Oh, you know, it just magically is awesome. But yeah, it is something weirdly enough that you have to kind of work through. <laughs> Well, sadly, we only got like two minutes left. I can't believe there's so many more questions I want to ask you. I'm going to, I'm going to have to have you back sometime if, if you want to come back and talk yes, about sales that. funnels. I'm intrigued with sales <laughs> funnels. Is that, I mean, is that just another kind of, is that the current buzzword right now? <laughs> sales funnels and things like that. But um, as a digital strategist, let me just get in one more kind of question here with a nugget. As a digital strategist and somebody who's obviously, you know, you went from the brick and mortar world, you've learned how to kind of master the online world. Now you help people with that. What's the biggest thing I think people don't get about the online world, you know, digital marketing? Hmm. I would think that probably the biggest misconception is it's kind of like the, they build it and they will come mentality yes. and they're shocked when it doesn't happen. Um, so I think that would probably be the biggest misconception that's on the top of my head at least. <laughs> wow. I think that's, that's, that is true. If they build it, they'll come. I also think I have an expression where people will post a Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, some of the other, you know, big ones now. And then they wonder why, you know, a hundred people aren't joining their email list or calling their phone. Cause man, that was a beautiful picture. And my quote was awesome. You know, right. And I, I think, so my expression expecting paid traffic results with a free traffic mentality is sheer lunacy, right? It's like when you post something and everybody and other people are spending, you know, a thousand dollars a month or $4,000 a month in pay in driving traffic to a targeted audience and you're you think you're going to do it for free with a with a great looking meme is is really nonsensical 
Yes, I love my organic marketing methods, but yeah, I totally agree. I mean, some of my clients spend upwards of 20,000 in a month on paid. And then, yeah, like you said, people are putting out like, oh, I found the best meme though. And no one but my mom liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brittany, what a great interview. And I, I want to share this with, with the audience. You know, I get pitched and I told Brittany this, I get pitched maybe two to three times a day. I mean, my program has been on for almost nine years now. It's kind of crazy, but um, something caught my attention. I looked up, I looked up her profile and things. I said, man, this girl's got a lot going on. I really appreciate, uh, your, your husband's service and what you're doing to support him, but you had a, you had a great story. So I want to say you, you, you got through the clutter, so to speak, which means you're pretty darn good at marketing right there. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> so I'm sure people, uh, would love to connect with you more. Um, so I know I gave uh, one website, simplyhappylife.com. Is there anything else you want to share? Yep. I mean, that's the main place to find me or I hang out on Facebook or Instagram at Simply Happy Brittany on either of those as well. That's awesome. Brittany, thank you so much for being my special guest on Dream Business Radio. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Brittany May. Again, she's a mom of two, soon to be three, military spouse from Kansas, living in Germany, running a very successful business. So it's been a real treat to have her on the program. Um, you can connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com. That is my home base. If you're interested in the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, that is Dream Biz Coaching, DreamBizCoaching.com. But that's it. Until this time next week, I think we'll, we'll still be in I think we'll still be in the Chesapeake Bay. We're not traveling anytime soon. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.